0: The Second Vatican Council spoke about the universal call to holiness. And this universal call to holiness I often heard commented on as like almost like a sort of a bill of rights of the people of God. It's not just you priests and nuns and brothers and monks uh, that can be holy. We can be holy too. It was like as if it declared a right to holiness uh, to the church. And in some way, this is true. In some way, this is true. But the church at that moment, as with many things in the Second Vatican Council, was reminding us of things that have always been true and have always been part of the belief of the church. And one of those is this universal call to holiness, that each and every one of us is destined by God, created by God, redeemed by God, and set on the path to sanctity, to holiness, right? This is for everyone. It's not for some special category. So let's let ourselves be hit by this now, and let's turn things around a little bit. Think of this woman who put in the two coins uh, in the collection. She put in everything she had. She put in everything she had. And Jesus remarked on this. Jesus remarked on this as an entirely true, good, and beautiful thing. I say, uh, amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the others, for they have contributed out of of their superfluous wealth, but she, from her poverty, has contributed everything she has. Jesus commends this. So, now let's get back back to our universal call to holiness. Are we called to be like that woman or not? Or are we just called to be some sort of second-rate Christians, Right? The really holy people can give everything they have, but no, we can kind of give something. As long as we give something and we give God a place in our lives, then we're doing okay. Um, we're, We're second degree Christians. We all know that that's not the way it is. We all know that that's not what God plans. We all know that God invites us truly and really to be exactly like this woman, to give everything we have. Can we give everything we have or is this too much? And what could it look like to give everything we have? Um, what does this what, what, what would such a thing look like? Well, I'm going to give you a Father Michael parable here now um, that, to help us to understand this. So there's this guy uh, theres this guy walking down the sidewalk in his neighborhood, and this car comes screeching around the corner and pulls up right in front of him and two guys jump out and sc- and grab him and throw him in the back seat and blindfold him and take him away and um, there's a long journey around many corners and many bends and then finally still with the mat, with, still with the uh, his head covered uh, they usher him out and they usher him into a building and uh All he can see is pure darkness, and then finally hears a bit of noise, click-clack-clock, and uh, he starts to pay attention around him, and he realizes that there's nothing there. There's no one there. So immediately starts to tug at the uh, mask that's covering his face, and he finds that he's in a room. He finds that he's in a room, uh, and, of course, what's the first thing he does? He goes and he checks the door, right? The door's solidly locked. Um, and uh, so he starts to look around. There's a window in the room, but the window is, has a blind on the outside that he can't, uh, he can't remove. So he can't look out. There's no keyhole in the door. It's one of those modern locks that doesn't have a keyhole in it. So he starts to look around the room. It's like an attic room. Mm-hmm and there are various closets and places. And he immediately goes around, and he starts to look in the room. What's he looking for? What's he looking for? He's looking for something that relates to the predicament he's in, right? So just imagine. So at a certain point, he's roosing through one of the closets, and he knocks over a box, and out fall a whole lot of $100 bills. and He just ignores them. Because they have nothing to do with where he is now. And he keeps rooting and rooting and rooting. And then he sees a kind of a a hook shaped piece of metal sticking up from behind some old boots in the corner. And he says, aha. And he reaches in and he finds a big crowbar. He says, aha, now this, this is what I want. This is useful. This is something I can use in this predicament. So the $100 bills, no interest. The crowbar, yes. And he grabs the crowbar. And you can imagine the rest of the story, end of parable. So here's the thing. What does selling everything we have, uh, what does giving everything we have look like? Well, it looks exactly like this. It looks like you and I using everything, absolutely everything we have in the world in function of what the real problem that we have in the world, which is our destiny. Our salvation, our life, that we be truly free, that we be truly full of joy and gladness and delight. We want life and life to the full. Jesus said, I have come so that you might have life and have it to the full. And this is what we want. So pay attention now to how the parable works. What do we, when we look around the world and we see career, we see advancement, we see money, we see investments. We see houses, we see cars, we see electronics, cell phones. We see all of these things. How do we look at them? How do we look at them? What determines their value, right? The guy in the room, the $100 bills had no value for him because he had a bigger problem than having a bit of extra cash. He was a prisoner and he needed to get free. How do we look at all of the things that we see in the world. Do we look at them in function of our relationship with Christ? <coughs> because this is, what it, this is how we can imitate that poor widow, by using everything that we have, by putting everything that we have at the service of our vocation, of our life, of the life that God has given us. This, my friends, is the way we can imitate that. And this is what we must do. Anything else is unacceptable. God does not want a half measure. He doesn't want 99.9%. He wants it all. And he wants it all because it's only in that all that we can be glad and happy and free. We cannot be free and happy if we give him 99.9% and keep the 0.1% for ourselves, that 0.1% that we keep for ourselves, Do we keep to use according to a different plan of life than the plan of life with Christ, that will poison the whole thing. It will poison the whole thing. The great Italian poet Clemente Rebora said, It is a characteristic of a great love story that in that love story, everything, everything takes its proper place. Right. And this is the, this is the life. This is what it means. This is the promise of life that Jesus, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. That life to the full is exactly this. It's exactly this. It is this totality. It is this freedom that comes from our yes to Christ and which is poisoned every time we hold anything back from him. So this touches everything. This touches everything. You're in a parish like this in which we're in the very top percentage of the people in the world in terms of wealth. It can be very tempting for the pastor. I'm not talking about your money now. We're talking about everything else. We are talking about your money. We're talking about everything. We're talking about everything. Because whatever doesn't enter into this uh, love story, which whatever doesn't find its true place within this love story, is means that there is no love story. In the end, that's what it means. It is a characteristic of a love story. That everything takes its place within the context of that love story. If there's something that's outside this love story, then it isn't a love story at all. In the end, it's a strategy. It's a strategy in function of a project of human conception. So, my friends, it's vital that we, that we this is the right that we got from the Second Vatican Council although it was always there, remember that. But this is the right that was affirmed by the Second Vatican Council, that we are called to totality, not to most, not to a lot, not to many things, but to it all. We are called to the fullness of life. And therefore, we use everything that we have, everything, everything that's available to us, Like that man who clutches the crowbar because he realizes this is my freedom. We hold and possess things in function of that great yes to Christ. And that involves our vocation, our family, and all of the duties uh, that are upon us that help us to understand the proper uh, use of our resources. But all of it, all of it in this great love story or this love story doesn't exist. So as we celebrate our Mass uh, today, let us ask that we may truly live this great love story and that within it, everything may take its proper place.